When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Ask Frank anything will commence in mere moments, so you can go ahead and start queuing up with your questions on any subject. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-WABC. Obviously, we want everybody to be careful today. Hamas is calling on their supporters to hold worldwide protests today on Friday, but uh, so far in New York, Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul said there are no credible or specific threats. That being said, there are a lot of protests that are going to be happening. I saw even yesterday at the College of Staten Island a massive protest, at least by College of Staten Island standards, of a bunch of pro-Palestinian folks, and that's fine, but they seem to be getting pretty rowdy, and what was quite off-putting is they had a sign saying Global Intifada. Now, given the history of the first and second Intifada and the violence that came with those movements, I'm not sure why you would want to marry your cause, which is ostensibly pro-Palestinian, with a word, Intifada, that has been so associated with violence against Jews. So if you see a protest, that's not something to necessarily be afraid of. But it is something to be vigilant about, because even if 80 or 90 percent of these people in demonstrations are wonderful and peace loving and all doing the right thing, there is still that five to 10 percent that might get a little rowdy and might look to start something. So maybe steer clear of it today if you can. Here was a little bit of the scene at uh, UCLA yesterday. Hopefully. Everybody that's out there demonstrating today does so safely and responsibly. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. Well, we are about to do a horror panel. In just a minute, you are going to hear from a few very informed horror movie enthusiasts. And if you like Halloween, maybe you don't like horror movies as much as the people on this panel do, get ready for the spookiest event of the year. Hallow's End Haunted House is creeping around the corner, and we've got your golden ticket to a night of thrills and chills. We are giving away a four-pack of tickets to Hallow's End Haunted House at Ferry Hawk Stadium on Staten Island. They're saying this is the ultimate Halloween extravaganza. I ran into Gary Perone, the uh, general manager of the Ferry Hawks, the other day, and he's pretty excited about it. He said it's going to be absolutely great. They said it will send shivers down your spine. There are haunted mazes. There are spine-tingling performances. And the scariest costumes in all of New York City. If you are the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-WABC, 
you can get a four-pack of tickets for free. Don't let this chance slip through your fingers. Hallows and Haunted House at Ferryhawk Stadium on Staten Island awaits, and so does your destiny. So be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. I am hoping to check this out. I am a big fan of horror and Halloween and horror movies. My wife, not as much. So I don't know if it's going to be too scary for our son. I think it's probably kid-friendly. So I'm hoping to bring the whole family. But I have that on my list of agenda items to converse with Rachel about this evening. We'll see how it goes. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Apparently, the Brooklyn Democratic Party is embroiled in a civil war after its leader suggested that whiter neighborhoods in the borough are not shouldering their fair share of migrant shelters. City Council member Justin Brannan called the comments by Brooklyn Democratic Party Chairwoman Rodnice Bishot Hermeline. I believe that's the proper pronunciation of her last name. I know it's Rodnice. I can never get the Hermeline aspect of it. I, I'm always unsure about that. But anyway, he called her remarks completely inappropriate. The Democratic Party Chairwoman's state specifically mention the Fort Hamilton Army Base and the Bay Ridge neighborhood in Justin Brannon's district. These are both, by the way, neighborhoods that my colleague Curtis Lee has been warning about. In fact, these two specific locations he has mentioned as being in the pipeline for a potential migrant shelter. And Justin Brannon told the New York Post on Sunday, the recent statement from the Brooklyn Democratic boss regarding the migrant crisis was unsolicited, unhelpful, and divisive. On this issue, she speaks for herself. She certainly doesn't speak for the entire Brooklyn Democratic Party because her tactics appear no different than the constant fear-mongering by my MAGA Republican opponent, Ari Kagan. During a time like this, this type of divide and conquer demagoguery is unacceptable no matter which party you belong to. I'll remind you and Councilmember Brandon that up until a few months ago, Ari Kagan was a Democrat who supported Justin Brandon and who Justin Brandon supported. It's only when they ended up in the same district due to redistricting that Ari Kagan switched parties to run as a Republican. So the fact that Justin Brandon's now referring to him as a MAGA Republican, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I do understand where he's coming from, though, but I think he's taking exactly the wrong tact. He should be standing with Curtis Lewa and with Ari Kagan opposing any plan for migrants in his district. The fact that the chairwoman, who is much higher on the New York Democratic and the governmental pecking order than Justin Brannon is, the fact that she is openly calling for migrant shelters in his district should be a tremendous wake-up call, not to attack his political opponents, but to oppose this plan, which is now supported by one of the most powerful powerful politicians in all of Brooklyn, someone who, by the way, is very close to the mayor. I think this is a rare opportunity where Democrats like Councilmember Brannon and Republicans like Curtis Lewa and Larry Kagan all want the same thing, which is no migrant shelter in Bay Ridge. Why can't they work together on that? Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 W-B-C. Local Spotlight. 
Well, don't look now, but Brownsville, Brooklyn is the suddenly safer neighborhood. Police have said gunplay is slowing down in Brownsville after police have cracked down on quality of life offenses. The NYPD has seen a drastic drop in violent crime with no shootings or homicides reported in Brownsville's 73rd precinct in six weeks. Not long ago, Brownsville was considered an awful neighborhood. Not only not a place you would necessarily want to live, but a place that was dangerous. Remember, uh, Curtis Lewa loves to refer to Brownsville as never ran, never will, meaning there was something to run away from. You would show that you were tough by not running away from Brownsville. Chief John Chell said the 73rd Precinct also has the highest gun arrests and enforcement for quality of life offenses. Police also credited Brownsville's drop in crime to a new zone strategy in which NYPD identifies violent hotspots in neighborhoods and floods those areas with more police officers. Well, lo and behold, actually using police officers to crack down on quality of life offenses works. This is a playbook that has worked time and again, not only in this city, but around the country for over three years decades. This Brownsville example needs to be replicated not only in every high crime precinct in this city, but around the country in cities like Baltimore, Chicago, Washington, D.C. Hats off to the police officers that have been working in the 73rd precinct that have made this possible. Overall, crime is down by about 15% in Brownsville in a very short time. Hopefully, things keep going in the right direction, and the Brownsville story is one that is replicated elsewhere. Beam me up! To be continued.